0: For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is the Move Your DNA podcast, a show where movement science meets your everyday life. I'm Katie Bowman, biomechanist, author, and movement motivator. All bodies are welcome here. Let's get moving. Hey, friends. In the movement or fitness space, there is a lot of talk about motivation, inspiration, and other ways to help us all ensure that our bodies will actually get the movement we want them to. But motivation is such a tricky and sometimes icky topic How we get motivated, how we stay motivated, how we create motivation, and then have to recreate it again and again and again, that can be a bit of a moving target. Trust me, you are not the only one who doesn't feel magically and effortlessly motivated every single morning to roll out a mat or lace up your minimalist sneakers and head out to move your heart and lungs. Even professional athletes and movement teachers can struggle we have to drag their butts to move, and even in those cases, right, you're getting paid. So today's episode is going to be me reading a short essay I wrote that explores the way move more messages, get physically active messages, you need to move messages, are framed. Are we, movement teachers, health professionals, public health officials, and journalists doing a good job? How could we tell? Surely the number of people moving could be a measure. And in that regard, we aren't doing so well. I am very much interested in why. Here's the essay. Movement has been a tricky thing to sell to the public. And many of the reasons, some of which I've covered in my books, have to do with the messaging being used. We're not thinking enough about the person receiving the information. People aren't moving enough, or in the case of those who are doing lots of physical labor in the course of the day, they're not moving with enough variety. Scientists, doctors, and public health officials are rightfully concerned about what data crunching reveals when it comes to long-term health stats regarding longevity, disease outcomes, and injury in this modern population that we're all a part of. The population needs movement and they need it now. Got it. But populations aren't people and people aren't all the same. While health data might very well be what motivates many folks who work in health and movement science, you know, myself included, very few people are actually motivated by their stats, especially long-term ones. So when we create messaging based on the assumption that people are motivated by the same things as we are, we aren't communicating well with a wide range of people and their individual value systems. The Guardian just published a new article on movement. This is the title. Walking just 11 minutes a day could stop 10% of early deaths researchers find. And then the article goes on, sweetens the deal. 11 minutes is just half the amount the government had recommended previously. And it can be whatever movement that you want, actually. It doesn't have to be walking. But even though that's a sweet deal, preventing an early death with a daily walk is unlikely to launch a thousand fitness regimes. And I know, I know, it's just 11 minutes a day. Please, sir, can we have 11 minutes more? Can't we all as a population each spare only 11 minutes to save 10% of us all? And that's a joke. That's not how stats work. Anyhow, exercise now to not die later is the opposite of effective messaging. While movement is absolutely, absolutely an investment in your future, and boy, do we have a f- ton of data to prove it. This idea isn't enough to get people moving. Movement needs to make our lives better right now if we're gonna go through the hassle of making it happen, it must also make more than just our bodies perform better. It has to enrich other parts of our lives too. And it not only needs to make us and our lives better right now, we must perceive a strong association between the movement and the better right now. Hashtag psychology. And for those of you listening, this essay has a lot of research papers linked to it go to the show notes where you can find those including one for that little bit about that strong association we need between the movement being the thing that makes our life better right now back to the essay i recently wrote about using walks for more than their physical benefits and here's a little piece from that essay when you read something that concludes with you need a daily walk and you can't imagine where that could fit into your day or how it could possibly be interesting, stop and think about the changes you'd like to see in your life that go beyond movement. Maybe it's better focus or mental well-being. Perhaps it's creativity or connection with loved ones or anything that leaves you feeling like your life is more than just go to work, repeat, repeat, repeat. Then figure out how to use a walk to give those feelings that you do want a boost. So with all of that in mind, here are 11 ways you could use an 11-minute walk to make your life better right now. And I will just CC the Guardian on this because this would be a nice addition to news that reports that getting the 11 minutes is helpful. Morning sunlight bath. Are you in the hormone forward part of life and that's a trick question the answer is always yes hormones do so much in the body and they need sunlight first thing put your pants and shoes by the bed at night to make it easier to get up and do a quick tromp around the block right when you wake up and then enjoy the mood boost in the interactions that follow and uh, i just want to put a little aside here a little bonus audio my husband was editing this essay and he, and I had said leave your pants and shoes by the bed and get out quickly right when you wake up and and he was like why don't you want them to wear your pants their pants and shoes and then I had to clarify like oh no that you leave them there so they're ready for you in the morning so anyway just in case like I do want you to wear pants and shoes for your morning sunlight bath and that's just a little behind the scenes of maybe the writing process or my merit, I'm not really sure. Anyway, walk two, lullaby slash help sleeping. A lot of us could use better sleep. Give yourself the gift of an on-foot lullaby at any time of day, doesn't have to be in the morning, and sleep better that evening. And again, if you like these tidbits, go look at the show notes because there's uh, good research papers that you can look through if you want to take a deeper dive. Blood sugar balancer, right? Using a walk as a blood sugar balancer. You're going to balance your blood sugar better and support your digestive processes by taking a short walk right after a meal. So see if you notice immediate payoff in the form of more energy and alertness and a better mood, as well as fewer tummy troubles. This is one of my favorite walks. Couples therapy slash mini date. If you're feeling too time-crunched to connect, talk it out on a walk. And if I was going to write a rom-com, it would include wooing the protagonist with clever mini-walk dates. So you're going to invite them, and remember, invite them, it's a date, to come out with you on foot for 11 minutes. Bring a good question, tell me something about you I don't know, or what's been the hardest part of your week, or what's on your bucket list. And if talking isn't your thing, load up 11 minutes of your favorite songs or maybe even a comedy show and listen while you're on the move together. Or count the different birds or flowers that you see together. Whatever you decide to do, you'll not only return feeling fresh, you're going to be aware that you did something for yourself and your relationship. And you also got the walk-in, right? That's the, that's the sneaky part. That walk is like, the vegetables that you're shoving into the brownie, so that nobody sees them. Next walk, tech-free connection time with kids. In a society where there's Wi-Fi everywhere, but human connection is lagging, we need to get creative. Parents and alloparents, you can take the spelling words, drama class lines, study guides, and even book reports outside and let kids bound and dawdle and move by your side as they talk through what they're working on. You can be their note taker while they figure out their essay or help them plan the perfect birthday party. Once you are out on the move together, follow their lead when it comes to sharing and exploring. And PS, it's the thought of only 11 minutes that gets things going. One of the immediate payoffs can be inertia. Once you've escaped the weight of the house, they might not be quickly ready to come back in. The zoom defrag. So my favorite mug says, "Sorry, I'm late to this. On- <laughs> Sorry, I'm late to this online meeting. I didn't want to come, which is totally true." While I enjoy exchanging ideas in a meeting. Uh, sitting on a computer and staring at a screen for any long period of uninterrupted time. It leaves me feeling bad. So refresh your body with a post-Zoom break to shake out your hips and your eyes to help you focus and be creative the rest of your workday. And this also works for in-person meetings too. Use your break to breathe out the boardroom air. Yo. Walking is meditation. Meditation is a great way to reduce stress and negative thought habits, and you can do it without keeping your body still. Especially great if you already spend a lot of time being still. Uh, there are lots of walking meditations. you can you can find tutorials for those on um, on YouTube where you focus on slow steps. Or phases of gait. Or, this is my favorite, you can set out on foot for 11 minutes trying to not ruminate or pay attention to your thoughts for that period of time. So you're just walking, taking mindful breaths. When you notice you've maybe started thinking again, come back to just stepping, just breathing, right? Those are the only two things that you are paying attention to another idea use an 11-minute walk as a phone screen time reducer this one's really tough because not only are we moving less than ever before we're also rarely doing nothing right that's an interesting paradox i bring up in movie or dna we no longer take any downtime When we find ourselves with even a handful of free seconds, bloop, out comes the phone. So if you're looking to decrease your phone use for a mental health boost, and again, check the show notes for linked references for some of these ideas, including that one. If you're looking to decrease your phone use for that mental health boost, but like cigarette smokers trying to quit You need something to do with your hands, so to speak. Take your hands on a walk while you're waiting for takeout or you're waiting to pick up your kids. Just let your arms swing for those few minutes instead of phone. All right, next walk. Use an 11-minute walk as a way to slow down and get some perspective. Sometimes it feels like the whole world is in our computer, or our factory floor, or our house. And relatively small problems start to take on an outsized role. So a few, 11 minutes on the move, looking at the sky, watching things grow, seeing other people just doing ordinary things that are happening in their lives, it can remind us that a lot of our issues are solvable and that the world is much bigger than, let's say, for example, whatever mistake we just made or problem that has arisen. So it's a way to slow down and get some perspective. Using a walk to get to know the people nearby. Neighboring, my friends, neighboring is a verb. Humans need community, and we need it nearby. If you're always having to drive to connect with friends and family, you're always having to log on somewhere to connect with friends and family, you're probably not connecting as regularly as you need or with the people next door to you. Strong, resilient communities, ones that can withstand difficult times and where people help each other in emergencies, they are built on familiarity and trust. So start getting to know your neighbors by just meandering around the block regularly. And note that being outside in the daytime also helps you connect with some of the people who tend more toward loneliness, like stay-at-home parents or seniors. It's worth clarifying that not every neighbor needs to be a best friend. Interactions with so-called weak social ties, those can still have a big impact on your social and emotional well-being. Okay, last one, use an 11 minute walk for play on the go. Humans like to play, no doubt about it. Right now, a lot of that need is being played out on video games and creative social media posts. I see you TikTokers. Just as our hunger signal can be quieted via foods with poor nutrients, our play signals can also be stimulated with activities that aren't as enriched as they could be. To boost the nutrient density of your play Take it on the go. So walk and dribble a ball at the same time. Take a hike with a frisbee and pass it between you as you cover some ground, which works well for friends, walking with kids, walking with dogs. Practice throwing a ball or a rock at trees to hone in your aim as you ramble or simply seek out challenging creative places for that 11 minute walk with obstacles or more adventurous terrain than what you're used to and and things to balance on something that's really important about play the play part of your brain has a long relationship with using your body parts in a skilled way to achieve some external reward which is reinforced with an internal reward in the form of brain chemistry. The more we cultivate our screen-based play habits, the more difficult it will become to engage in play activities that are more challenging, more physically challenging, than those created through tapping and keyboarding. So those are the walks. In a society set up to provide unlimited wands, a society where it's harder to meet our actual needs like live community exchange, nutritious food, adequate rest, and daily movement, we need solutions that better meet the need density of a period of time. Said another way, we need solutions that help us meet more than one need at a time. And we need solutions that help us enrich our lives, not only tomorrow, but today. To those of you who have read or listened to the audiobook of Movement Matters, know I have a term for this, stacking your life. To refresh yourself on or to begin exploring this idea, check that book out. Okay, so here's your homework. Think about your own life, your morning habits, your commute, your leisure time, your work day, your sleep routine, picture a normal day, not your best day or your worst day, just a normal day, and go back to the list I gave and think about which of these 11 ways could help you get out the door for 11 minutes of nutrient-dense walking. Here is the list again. A morning on foot or on wheels, sunlight bath, a lullaby walk that helps you sleep better that day, a blood sugar balancing walk, a couple's therapy slash mini date, using a walk for some tech-free connection time with kids, the business meeting or Zoom session defrag, walking as meditation, something to do instead of scrolling on your phone for just that, even a handful of minutes, a way to slow down, and get some perspective by noticing more of the world around you, an opportunity to get to know the people nearby, and a way to take your play on the go. And here's a bonus walk, a way to fit in some learning. I started this podcast years ago for just that reason. I wanted to offer a way for folks to learn about movement while moving. And that works for audiobooks too. So you can convert some of your educational time to on the move educational time. And if you've ever listened to the audiobook of Move Your DNA, I even give the average mile each chapter is worth at the beginning of each section. So back to your homework. Don't review this list only in your head, write these down on a piece of paper. Keep that piece of paper somewhere where you can see it and do not be constrained by my list either. If you thought of some ideas of your own, Add them in and more importantly, email them to me. I would love to hear your ideas. That is it for this episode, friends. Per usual, once I get out of this recording studio, AKA my bathroom that is draped in bedspreads, I am going to defrag with an 11 minute unpodcast my body walk. I'm just going to leave you with this Latin phrase Solvitur ambulando. Solvitur ambulando. It is solved through walking. Solvitur ambulando. Think about it. While moving. Obviously. This has been Move Your DNA with Katie Bowen, a podcast about movement. Hopefully you find the general information in this podcast informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and should not be used as such. Our theme music was performed by Dan McCormick. This podcast is produced by Brock Armstrong, and the transcripts are done by Annette Yen. Find out more about Katie, her books, and her movement programs at nutritiousmovement.com.